Do we have a plan, like a bit of a running plan for tonight? No. It is episode <laughs> yeah. 25. Do we even know what episode this is? 25. <laughs> we'll have a... Oh. An economy based on wind. I never understood wind, and I know windmills very that's, much. That's what I just trying to find. It's getting around. Where's Scobo? Holiday. He's got the rig out. <laughs> that's too fucked up even to share with the boys. Did you find those ones at the airport, mate? It's pretty bad. It's not a good look. Ah! <laughs> Obviously, we'll fuck that off. What are you fucking six years old? Either say he's a shit, just come out and say it, or fucking move on. What are your sources, Chris? Obviously, you've read the wrong books. I haven't How about go away and read some books that I approve of before we argue again? <laughs> <laughs> no pro- oh, Did he seriously wear budgies? Yeah. Oh. It's pretty bad. It's not a good look. <laughs> He's got the rig out. <laughs> Jesus. I thought I had some really fucking bad. shocking dad bod going on today. Really, really bad. Kelsey gave me a five. Oh, did she? <laughs> she goes, oh, the best I can do for you is five. It's not great. It's fucking quite generous. <laughs> oh, fucking... Pig Clark over here. Yeah, why not? Um, where are we? Let's just test. There's Neil's mates, the IPCC. Who's who is the IPCC? It's the consensus body of scientists who are saying oh, that yep. basically do all these graphs that look like cliffs. Corbett did a fucking interesting episode on this. I've got to be honest about it. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Is that Albo? Some man, <laughs> just yeah. what, what do they call the commander-in-chief? So he's just a distraction-in-chief, isn't he, really? He could do the worst hatchet job on Morrison in history. It was Chalmers, wasn't it? Yeah, he's fucking... Oh, he made himself... Where's Scobo? Holidays. Like what are you fucking six years old, cunt? Either say he's a shit cunt, <laughs> just come out and say it, or fucking move on. Exactly. How do they come up with that if there was no financial incentive? <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to be our first multi-track recording. All right. Now we're recording onto there, onto here, multi-tracking. You know how we had this um, fancy machine and we didn't do fuck all with it and didn't know anything? Yeah. Well, I've, I've played with it and so it should actually work. You know right. stuff. You've worked stuff out. Should should work okay. Do we have a plan, like a bit of a running plan for tonight, a theme? No. Have you seen those toilets yeah. that companies are putting in now that are downward? Yes. There we go. <laughs> oh, no, all my memes are go. gone because I changed phones. Mm. Fuck, I love the internet. Oh, the internet does do amazing things. Oh, here's one. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> There's an old-fashioned, like, 50s setting. I believe Scott Morrison was sent by God. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because he ran out of locusts. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That was, yeah, that was good too. Are we getting close to being ready? Do we even know what episode this is? 25. 24. Oh, Pretty sure it's 25. I've got no idea what episode it is. A quarter. A quarter of a ton. I was going to say 24, if I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure last, I changed the... last one was so efficient that we just... 24. 25. It is episode yeah. 25. Yeah. Right, eh? So are we going to kick it off? Yeah, let's do it. Have you, Wait. Got, have you got your shit ready? Oh, yeah, I've got heaps of shit, see? Right, eh? So, <laughs> Two blank cages. <laughs> so you did, you did mention something about planning or leading me into something, Michael? Uh, no. The left just needs to actually tell people what the fuck they would do if they were a government. Cool. I'm surprised there wasn't a yacht in the Sydney to Hobart called Frank in Credit or Frank Credit or something, some play on words to get around that because fucking hell, there's some money being siphoned through some dodgy... Cayman Island shit to end up with a boat the size of some of the ones that have arrived in Hobart today. Cool. Are we going <laughs> to kick it off? That was the first five minutes of the potty. Yeah, they were, I was going to say. 
I'm recording. Good. That's where we've started. Well, we're five minutes in, mate. Now do an intro and we'll plug that in <laughs> the back of the front. <laughs> no. So that's not how that's not how we roll, Neil. Okay. It'll just it's okay. just not how we roll. All right. Okay. It'll just we'll talk shit and then we'll go. Hey, guess what? It's episode twenty-five and it's the twenty-eighth. Is it? Today? Of December. Of yep. December. Do you know how good it is? And I'm happy for you that you fucking lost track of the date. That's a healthy thing. It's fucking oh. awesome. I've, I've been loving not knowing what day it is. Are you going to the fridge, Neil? Yes. Can you oh. grab me a water, please? But um, I just want to um, play a bit of a catchy tune that's funny um, to kick the potty off to lead into what I want to talk about. And... Even though this is a bit of humour, it'll lead into something that um, I've found quite annoying over the last few weeks. But anyway, here's it's the chats. Um, they wrote a tune about our mate Scott who went on holidays, and it, oh, it's funny. But I'll explain my part of it after he fucking does his thing. Hey, merry fucking Christmas! This one's called. I hope Scott's house burns down. <laughs> I'm already really happy with it. Well, there's nothing wrong with the holiday Unless you got a job to do And it takes a lot of nerve to just fuck off When the whole country's counting on you And I've heard all your lies and excuses I've heard all your thoughts and prayers Two firefighters dead and a thousand homes lost But I don't think Scotty cares He's a dip-wit, dip-shit, drop-kick clown That's why I hope Scott's house burns down He's a dip-wit, dip-shit, drop-kick clown That's why I hope Scott's house burns down Number one, hottest 100 All towards his own church And just when you think he was enough of a cunt He hits you where it really hurts The religious discrimination bill states he can do as he pleases Scotty's always morally right Cos he believes in Jesus Well he's a redneck racist right wing clown That's why I hope Scott's house burns down He's a dimwit, dipshit, dropkick clown That's why I hope Scott's house burns down He's a hideous, hate-filled, robot clown That's why I hope Scott's house burns down He shears ducks till his jocks go brown On the day <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so that's pretty captivated a nation for the last few weeks. So the joint's on fire. The PM's gone on a holiday over to Hawaii, and then everyone's come out of the woodwork and started fucking smashing him and going, where is he? What's he doing? Fucking needs to be back here leading and blah, 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 blah. Have they missed the point, Chris? I strongly believe they've completely missed the fucking point because, to be honest, Morrison's not going to do fuck all anyway except they're just going to wheel him around as a bit of a mascot to cheer up the troops or whatever. The real issue is that we live in a bushfire-prone country where we have bushfires every summer season. There's actually a bushfire season and yet we have an underfunded, under-resourced fire service and I believe the right-wing ratchet is to blame, which is an economic term that Richard Dennis will explain, and I'll play a clip from him and he'll explain what the right-wing ratchet is. For 30 years, Australians have been told that whenever the economy is growing strongly, we can afford to cut taxes, mainly for the rich. But then as soon as the economy slows down, we're told that we have to cut spending, mainly on the poor. I call this the right-wing ratchet. It means when times are good, we give public money to those with the most. 
And when times are bad, we take public money from those with the least. It's a very effective political strategy. And most people aren't cynical enough to understand what's happening. When times are good, we make permanent cuts to revenue, which actually cause budget deficits in the future. And then when things slow down and the budget deficit shows up, we blame the budget deficit for why we need to cut spending on health or education or welfare. Of course, the obvious thing to do is to increase taxes again, or even better, not to cut them in the first place. Australia is one of the lowest tax countries in the developed world. We can afford to do anything we want, but we can't afford to do everything we want. The right-wing ratchet has trained us to feel poor all the time, because every time things pick up, we impoverish ourselves by cutting taxes. It's a great strategy if you wanted to cut taxes, it's a terrible strategy if you wanted to build a country. But why we should be landing a blow from the left going, how fucked is this? We're spending money on billion-dollar stadiums in New South Wales, but yet we can't pay volunteer firefighters. We don't have water bombers. We're closing down rural fire stations and things like that because we're led to believe there's not enough money to go around when clearly there is, but we can't afford franking credits. We can't afford massive tax loopholes. We can't afford for massive multinationals to make billions of dollars worth of profits and pay no tax and have well-resourced essential public services like a fire service in a uh, bushfire-prone country. You, you can't have everything. So you, you get to choose. We can have mm. franking credits or we can put that money into some something like the fire service. And this, and that's a real choice is, between the two. That's not a false dilemma. No. You can have one or you can just, have the other. That can, is an actual you just choice. take your pick mm. on the level of funding in, in which you'd want. And that's... I mean, now it's front and centre because of all the homes that have been lost and lives that have been lost. But it's a classic example of, you, you know, you can have one or the other. Um, you, have, you do have a choice, yep. but it just goes into health, education, an awesome NBN that's free, a well-funded fire service. You can have these things, but you can't have all these other tack-ons like have a resources boom where um, Neil's mate Peter Costello then cut the tax rate and mm. didn't, didn't make any money for Australians. Yes, mate. So that's um, one of the topics I wanted to have a little bit of a uh, talk about tonight in the shed was why the fuck is everyone carrying on about Morrison being on holiday when they should be now driving the knives into their fiscal policy of trickle-down economics, tax cuts when things are good, cutting spending when things are bad. It's a fucking nonsense, and it's that's why we've ended up where we currently are, I mm. believe, where we have an underfunded uh, fucking fire service in a time of need. I, I was just going to say quickly, and then I can see Mike, Michael wants to have a word, but how do Labor expect to cut through the noise if they're just repeating the fucking the noise that's out there already? You know what I mean? That's that's sort of was my two cents worth. That they're irrelevant in this conversation if they've got nothing new to add to it. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it gets fucking frustrating, isn't it? Like in May this year, Australia made a choice about re-electing a fucking this rabble that literally does nothing. They talk about a range of things, do nothing. You can't find any average punter that'll fess up to the fact that they voted that way. And yet everyone is playing into this identity politics stuff of playing the man where they've forgotten that in the five-week election campaign when Liberals were absolutely fucked and they were calling it the new drover's dog election that Labor couldn't lose, Mm. Morrison proved that he loved shouldering the burden and having people attack him because he thrives Mm. and he plays that strong leader's role. So why the fuck are we doing it when the bloke's on holiday? Yep. 
he can't put the bushfire out by himself. Hanging, putting shit on conservatives and, you know, whatever funny fucking beliefs they have isn't going to put the fucking thing out. And everyone that's, whether they're on the left or not, everyone's completely missed the fucking point on this one. And the, what Clarkie's spoken about there with um, conservative economics and all that shit is that they only, they're absolutely gushing when it's time to spend money on things that will return profit to shareholders. They're like, oh, we're going to spend this amount of billion dollars on this project and then this project and this scheme's going to do this and it's all fucking great. As soon as there's public money that needs to be spent on something that doesn't go to corporate or um, private shareholders, it's like they've had fucking shit smeared all over their face and there's nothing there. Yeah, 100%. But they're still like... Do you get what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, because yeah, sure. that's exactly what happens. When there's a tunnel and there's a transnational corporation up there ask for a, a few bob and then John Holland run away because their tunnelling machine's fucking <laughs> broken and they're not getting paid. When there's public money out for grabs for private interest, fucking happy day. All over it. As soon as it's for public use, it's fucking, oh, fucking what? No, we've got no money. What are you talking about? That's all right. If, we, if only voters could understand the direct correlation and see that that's what they're all about, a small government. They want a small government. They don't want government to be involved in those parts, but they certainly fucking have no problem with them wanting to be involved in fucking things that Clarkie was mentioning before, franking credits, there's fuel subsidies for mining companies. Anyway, they, they go on and on and on. But when it comes to um, volunteers and the definition of volunteers, I, I've got to say, if you've been fighting fires for the last 100 days, that's not volunteering, that's... That's fucking. That's you're going to work every day, you know. You would have thought. You would have fucking thought that one of the two major parties would have been all over that, like a fucking rash, wouldn't mm. you? Saying, well, either the party in power says that we're going to look after these people that are putting their lives in danger. I really am surprised that the libs weren't all over it. Mm. But given that there was a vacuum there and Labor needed wouldn't win, wouldn't you thought? someone would have said, fuck, how about we just put it out there and pretend like we're a government in waiting and actually say, if we're in government, this is what we would do. We would spend all this money on fucking fire bombers and all this, you know, fucking preventative maintenance and also if you click over, we'll put in the NES that if you click over X amount of time spent volunteering, you'll be a fucking employee for the purposes of the Fair Work Act. You'll get X, Y and Z. Mm. Do you see how... Um, yep. The, the libs came out and said, oh, if you're a public servant and you're volunteering yeah. and you do, we're going to do, it's already in their fucking, it's already in. It's, it's not, it's all, so they already get it. For, so, so if you volunteer, you get equal time. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, already okay. there. It's not cool. something new. It's always been there. <laughs> Rehashing so an they, old fucking so policy. So they've, they've just come out and said, oh, look at this great thing that we've done. Any public servant that's volunteered for X amount of time, they're going to get paid, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, it's always been there. <laughs> like, that's what, the we're, what we're talking about is private sector employees being yeah. Classified technically as public servants. Yep, hundred percent. Just like when um, that's how it should be. Just um, it's similar like army reserves. Like I don't see someone said I don't see how it's any different. It's exactly the same. Should be the same. You get paid. When I was in the army reserves, I got paid. Well, why? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a million of these that have come out in the last couple of weeks. Things like where's where is the army in all this? Why can't yeah, hundred percent Hercules uh, bomber be retrofitted to fucking carry fire retardant? You know this sort of shit. Why? You know all these. Why can't you mobilise uh, the army? Yeah. Why couldn't part of their training be? And I'm just putting it out there in a bushfire prone continent. 
part of their training be that everyone that goes through the army learns how to fucking fight bushfires. The one thing I did read on that was... Give they, them automatic weapons. The only way they can mobilise the, the army is when it's a natural disaster. And when you classify a natural disaster, it changes a whole fucking world of things with regards to what their response... It, it becomes expensive, essentially, for the government today. And they've got a, they've got a surplus to look after, Clarky. <laughs> well, <laughs> expensive. Like, I'm, I'm sure the hundreds of people that have fucking lost their house are, like, glad to know that it's expensive to fight fires. I just... I, I feel sorry for the... Uh the shareholders of the insurance companies, I really do. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. But have a think about this. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it just be easier if Dutton said that he saw a brown person in the area lighting a fire? Yes. And that oh. it was a terrorist act? Oh, that'd, that'd be all over cold. that, wouldn't they? Oh. He's missed a trick there, man. He missed that one. I, I don't I'd get on his Twitter handle and say, keeper. hey, mate, you have missed a trick here. I don't, I don't mean to make light of horrific fucking um, bushfires, but... Fucking hell. She's a, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Mm. Speaking of jokes around fucking dry weather and bushfire season, mm-hmm. how about your mate Barnaby after a few fucking froths <laughs> oh, in fuck the paddock? Yeah. Well, <laughs> few, few too many heavies in the sun, I think. Have, oh. you, have we got it? Or was that on Twitter? It shouldn't be too. It was on the whole world. The whole world was broadcast <laughs> that. I'll, fo- I'll find it and we'll get it up and then we'll, uh, we'll just have a bit of a chat about, I think it was a hashtag... Sorry if that was the wrong segue, but fuck, that was special. That's interesting. We used to be the Deputy Prime Minister, so old Barnaby, I think he was spent a bit of time out feeding his cattle and may have got a bit of heat stroke. Don't fucking defend him. After he'd had a dozen cans. And this is what he had to say. You got it? He was in worse nick than you. Well, you probably wonder what uh, politicians do on uh, Christmas Eve. Well, when it's drought, feed cattle. Feed cattle. I reckon you've had a few cans, though, Barnaby. It's Christmas Eve. Now, you don't have to convince me that the climate's not changing. It is changing. And my problem's always been whether you believe a new tax is going to change it back. <laughs> I just don't want the government anymore in my life. Tax. I'm sick of the government being in my life. I, th- I thought taxes were going to fix climate change. I'm not sure that that's anyone's really said that a, cl- a carbon tax will fucking fix the climate. Ah, Fuck, I thought that was the remedy. I it's, think it, I think it's a signal, but I don't think it's ever been said that, that yeah. that's a bit of a stretch there, pal. What about the government being in your life? Are you sick of that? Well, like when you go When you go to hospital and you need fucking treatment, are you sick of the government being in your life? It's like saying, it's like us sitting here saying, I'm sick of being in, I fucking hate sheds. Sheds I'm are shit. I'm fucking sick of sheds. <laughs> Fuck sheds, sheds right off. Sheds are fucked. Sheds are fucked. Anyway, what, he, he went on, continued his rant. When I press play and it doesn't work, it's awesome. Use your Shrek fingers. Yeah, and the other thing is I think we've got to acknowledge is, you know, there's a higher authority that's beyond our comprehension and right up there in the sky, unless we understand uh, that's got to be respected, then we're just fools. We're going to get nailed. By what? The rapture? So if you don't understand that there's a God, you're fucked. Mm. Now, well, you don't have to convince on, me. I normally would like to sort of the talk that out. The not changing. It is changing. Take forever. Right beyond it, and I'm just sick of it, and <clears throat> fuck that. It'd take forever, but that's frightening that someone who's in, in that position is now pretending that a sky fairy has a plan that's potentially, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you just got to keep doing what you're going to do and fucking... The, God essentially is just going to do what he's going to do and everything's going to be fine. So I did, interestingly, yeah. not only uh, Barnaby's given us that fucking bit of spicy work on Christmas Eve. Problems always... But I did hear also that um, there was an element of 
Scott Morrison's yeah. uh, faith yes. that fed into that to basically say that all power being to the man upstairs, it wasn't appropriate for people of his faith to admit that there was, like around the climate change type debate, it wasn't appropriate for him to wade into that because then it would take away from the fact that God was in control and had a plan. Yeah. That's why he shuts the fuck up on these matters. That's horrific. It is. But uh, although Barnaby's not really a beacon of what you'd call a fucking um, <laughs> meat and two veg Christian, <laughs> he's pretty... <laughs> He's pretty happy to uh, put himself up there on that pedestal, isn't he? So interestingly, it's um, not the first time. And I hadn't thought about that before, but when it was pointed out, I sort of agree with it that they they stay well fucking clear of any influence of man over nature and the planet, because then it would take away the standing of the man upstairs in the stories. Mm, absolutely, that's uh, pretty fucking yeah, fuck. It's frightening, but and especially it is. That was one of my main concerns. It's not like they've had over. no opportunity to pipe up about this. Oh, fuck, <laughs> no, no, that's right. Yeah. That was one of my main concerns when he became Prime Minister was that he was so fucking hardcore evangelical Christian that... Cloudy's just judgment. You, just, well, yeah, and, and just what you said then, I think that's an absolute reality that he lives by. That's his truth. And like, is that, like, borne out in the fact that he doesn't really live in the physical world with us? Like, that's not how his brain is geared. Yeah, that's right. So all these, it's beyond his point of comment that's not the right time to talk about these things because the time to talk about these things is in sunday, sunday school sunday, or yeah. whatever yeah yeah heavy mm. fucking heavy fucking hell so yeah oh well moving on from one fucking silly rant to another barnaby <laughs> where do you go with that fuck so barnaby did that and then i think trump Came out and said, "Well, if fucking Barnaby can have a hold hold my beer, Barnaby can have a fucking <laughs> lunatic rant. I'm the king of lunatic rants, and I'm fucking. I'll see if I can one up ya. So he he had a bit of a crack as well, which was um, pretty funny. Just listen to the shit that comes out of this cunt's mouth. It's unbelievable. And cunts are cheering for him." Well, an economy based on wind. I never understood wind, yet I know windmills very much. I've studied it better than so anybody. So I didn't understand wind, but I know They're wind. They're made in China and Germany mostly. Very few made here, almost none. But they're manufactured tremendous, if you're into this, tremendous fumes, gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know, we have a world, right? So the world <laughs> sure do, is pal. tiny compared to the universe. So tremendous, <laughs> tremendous like, amount. Where's he going? It's like Clarky's infamous acid thing. trip. You talk, you talk about the carbon footprint. It's exactly what it's like, Mick. Fumes are spewing into the air, right? It's spewing. Whether it's in China, Germany, it's going into the air. It's our air, their air, everything, right? So they make these things, and then they put them up. And if you own a house with a vision of some of go. these monsters, uh, your house is worth 50% of the price. They're noisy. They kill the birds. You want to see a bird graveyard? You just go. Take a look. A bird graveyard? No freedom. Go under a windmill someday. You'll see more birds than you've ever seen ever in your life. You know, in California, they were killing the bald eagle. If you shoot a bald eagle, they want to put you in jail for 10 years. A windmill will kill many bald eagles. It's true. And you know what? After a certain you know number, what? No they freedom. make you turn no the freedom. windmill no off. That's true, by the way. This is, they make you turn it off. after you, And yet, if you killed one, they put you in jail. That's okay. 
But why is it okay for these windmills to destroy the bird population? And that's what they're doing. Okay. I didn't know Trump was a greenie. Mm. Yes, right. Or it's against like, the free market. Like a full greenie. Mm. It's fucking amazing, isn't it? It's just like, like, I have fucking got nothing. That, I mean, fucking hell. The shit that he says is just fucking that outrageous. It's pretty bad. That it's comical. And then, you, on the other hand, you're like, that guy's the president. Mm. And you're like, fucking hell. There's a fair yeah, bit to unpack there, Michael. And I'll leave is that it? up to the listener. But yes. basically what I think Trump was saying is when you manufacture wind turbines, the manufacturing process of making them spills lots of fumes into the air. So the Spills things upwards, yep. As a, um, as so therefore wind turbines pollute. And if you kill all the bald eagles, you can't have any freedom. That's what I think you've saying. <laughs> that that meme has been doing the. There is a meme that exists that um, says that it takes uh, to manufacture and stand up a wind turbine. It takes X billion joules of energy, and that's more than it can, you know, a hundred thousand times more than it can ever output in its life. That was debunked about a million years ago. Yeah, but it's still doing the rounds. Um, it's about six months, it, it covers off yeah. its carbon footprint. It's pretty quick. Mm. Now, nothing's perfect, but it, when you're transitioning, it's, there's a pretty clear option. Either you keep fucking raping and pillaging the planet in extracting our natural resources, or you start to change. No one's saying that, no one's ever stood there and said that wind turbines are the best fucking thing on earth, no. but there's certainly an improvement and they change our course, which mm. is fucking red hot. And I've got no doubt with the, the rate of change of technology, because people are getting on it, and people are thinking about it, the rate of improvement of efficiency in renewables will continue to make things like the nuclear debate completely fucking irrelevant. Mm. Whereas a- it, you know, it takes you 10 years to, to build what is considered today on the plans a great nuclear power station. By that time, people will be building houses made out of fucking you know, PV cells and shit like that. Yeah, that's right. The one, I mean, the, yeah, wind turbines, I think, make a very good uh, platform for the transition in the sense that they create a lot of manufacturing jobs. There's a certain amount of construction jobs, not a huge amount of electrical work apart from making the actual turbines themselves. But um, You don't even still, need a licence, apparently. You still, yeah. There is still um, mining. So the, the transition there is that coal miners are now, uh, now iron ore miners or, you know what I mean, or, or copper miners or something like that. So there's still jobs for guys who love fucking operating Big diggers and mining's not going anywhere. That's, of course, what, it's, it's not. It's what we're going to mine that's going to change. Exactly. And what do you do with it? And what's the process? And mm, blah, yep. blah blah blah. That's right. Yep. So I mean, that's probably the one thing that Labor kept missing in that last election was that they're going, "Oh, we're anti coal, so therefore we're they're anti coal miners and their families and their communities." It's like, well, fucking, just say we've got nothing against mining. That's what they should have been saying. It's just like, well, fucking, we, this, we're going to be digging different shit out of the ground. You're like, who gives a fuck? Yep. Interestingly, I was in um, Queensland about five days after the federal election in a, um, in a, with a group of people that didn't think that Labor were going to lose the election. Mm. And there were a lot of coal mining delegates there. And they get it. They fucking know. Even the, the coal miners in Tasmania get it. They know that the industry's got a shelf life. Yep. But... The what cut through to me is the fact that in Queensland, where apparently there was this really complex line to walk, where you've got to look, you know, you've got to appeal to the fucking Queensland coal miners and also the inner city fucking happy yeah. clappers in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, there are six coal mines were approved along with the Adani, along with the Adani process in Queensland, and it's been 
a little bit blurry, and I don't know why this is, why Labor wouldn't be super clear and come out and say, Coke and coal you have to have. Currently, you need that to make, you know, it's kind of a big deal. You need that to make steel, yep. which is kind of important to build things. So we're going to keep doing that, and we're big fans of that. Uh, thermal coal is a different fucking kettle of fish altogether. Yeah, or even like you can own that. Why can't you fucking own that? I conversation? know that's right. Where there's nothing nervous or edgy or whatever, you don't have to dance around that one. I mean, the uh, if even fucking to the right wing of their party, the the market is already deciding that coal is not fucking on investors' radars for the next ten to fifteen years when they're looking at what they're going to fucking put money into. So, yes, there'll be people taking a punt, and the last strainer that is investors from the third world, Adani and all those sort of things, and they'll keep doing it for a bit. But even then, the alternatives are coming in at a lot cheaper. So they're only just buying some time until they can get, whether it's a wind farm network or get their infrastructure, their interconnectors all lined up in a row so they can deliver renewable power supply around their networks, which we know is intermittent to a point, but it is predictable. You just need better interconnection and better storage, and then everything else takes care of itself, basically. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> your, your mate. Actually, Clarkie's got a mate. So many mates. I've got a mate that works for Hydro. Have you? Yep. We Have went you? We went to a Battery of the Nation briefing the other Ooh. day with some of the uh, inner brain children of Hydro Ooh. and a couple of spinsters from the Liberal government. Oh, good. Fucking wow. Spinsters. What Clarkie, you did you want to wrap that up? Spinster? Wrap that up with a bow, pal? Oh, well, it's, um, it was similar to Project Marinus, which is the interconnector. It was mm. basically the same conversation, to be honest. So a group of engineers terribly excited about this massive infrastructure project, which I get. Which, uh, yeah. And uh, we, t- we, we opened with that. We said like, this is so fucking amazing on an engineering level. Oh, it it's, is. It's awesome. Yes. It's And to be honest, after touring around and seeing the hydro scheme, which I'm not sure a lot of Tasmanians probably would have seen it in all its glory, hydro's fucking amazing. It is incredible, like, yeah. The shit that they built to provide cheap power down here to attract industries off the show. That's kind of the point that's sad is that no one knows about it. And then that it's lost I think on this generation of politicians and engineers, when it comes to Battery of the Nation, because that's why we went to talk to Hydro, it was basically about Battery of the Nation. If there's no benefit for Tasmanians, then why are we doing it? How many different times or how many times did we repackage that question? Quite a few. And then how many times did they entertain? They only said the word market about 850 <laughs> times, which was like scratching your fucking eyes out. In, in the first minute. But, but then after that, we repackaged the same thing and said, cool, we get the, the market theory and the idea that you want, to, you want to say things about economic activity and all that. Mm. But again, you're an average punter that pays a power bill. Where is the benefit? What is the benefit of Battery of the Nation? Fucking crickets. Really? Because there isn't any. And the, and the, Currently. A hundred years ago, when they were establishing what well, was established 100, 110 years ago, when they were putting all the planning in and getting all the engineering, and the engineers would have been just as excited back then as what they are now. I don't think they were talking about the market back then. They were talking about how can we deliver cheap energy for consumers and and. We actually said that of the island. We said the point of the hydro being set up, Tassie has a number of 
disadvantages where it is and scale and all that. And we said, clearly, the point of the hydro was to offer cheap power. People would come in, get excited around it, and then you had, you know, 50, 60, 70-year um, heavy industries come in. They're changing, but what's the plan to go forward? And yeah. there was no narrative. And I said, what's the narrative of this whole thing? Because yeah. all you're going to deliver is a massively scaled-up version of what we already have. And if we're connected through Baslink or an interconnected to the national energy market, it'll just be a fucking shonky fucking casino like it is now. Yeah, the right. um the spinster from the Libs government, they were like <laughs> she, she didn't have a good time. She was like, oh green power, green power, it's oh. so attractive, it's the most attractive thing ever, green power. Oh. We're like really to who? Who's, oh everyone, really? It's like right, eh? So who's coming here then? And the old mate from Hydro is like, oh, we're having businesses ring us up all the time and because, you know, they know that Battery of the Nation. I said, why? Because you're going to subsidise power? Yeah. He's like, no. I'm like, so why are they ringing you? Yeah, exactly. Because we we already know that major industrials in Tassie pay the cost to generate. Which which is cool. Which means if their industry is currently paying the minimum price you can possibly pay for a kilowatt of electricity in Australia, the only way to make that more attractive is giving them money. So getting something that the average punter doesn't already get. And to some extent, I get that, if you're going to have some sort of state or nation building project. But although there was a lot of smarts in the room about engineering and the whole fucking the market. box and dice and, and what the, the Lego was. of it, there was no reason to build the Lego. They couldn't define what that was. It was, it was pretty fucking – I was it's pretty flat depress- after that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I was going to – it's depressing, isn't it? You've got all this opportunity for life on this island to be so much better, not just for the work that these sort of projects create to be involved in a big project and all the rest of it, but the financial benefit for this island to be not just the poor cousin to the big island where we are always basically got our hand out because we're not actually – don't have the population. Well, we don't generate beyond, you know, we're always getting more money fed from the federal government. We're basically subsidised by every other state in Australia. And every 12 months, WA has a big whinge that they say, oh, fucking Tassie's always just bleeding us. You know, we're propping them up and all this. So here's an opportunity for them to actually put ourselves, well, not uh, maybe square up the ledger, but at least improve. Or on an ongoing form. basis, we make yeah. a peace offering. Yep. If I if I had to really sum it up in, in one sort of thing, it'd be that between Battery of the Nation and which encompasses an upgrade of the Snowy Scheme in New South Wales, mm. you've got around $19 billion of cable interconnection cables and pumped hydro and improvements and efficiencies for hydro and interconnectors. That's a, It's basically saying... There's $19 billion. Do you want that used to lower everyone's power prices and stop talking about a fucking energy crisis and get that out of politics? Or do you want to just make it a fucking investor's wet dream? That's really what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a small deal. No, that's right. It's a third of the NBN. It's pretty big. It's pretty fucking big. It's, and that's all it is. That's the only benefit at the moment that it seems to be offering it to is someone who's willing to put some money in from some sort of a hedge fund. I was fucking shocked. Yeah. I, Marinus, I can sort of get because it was smaller scale and it's a, um, a different sort of kettle of fish. But with Battery of the Nation, that's a permanent fixture of something that we own. And the fact that they don't know, aside from traditional mar- and existing market theory, why the fuck they're doing it, it's very fucking concerning to me. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Break time. If you want. Yeah, so we've been break. going for 44 minutes. So we'll probably have a break now so press he's a family man exactly yeah good which is dumb good upstanding christian because none of us are <laughs> <laughs> no nah, doesn't well the 
the pastor? What's the pastor for fucking... Well, this bloke here. Is this the guy who's come back into the fold? What's his name? Pat Mesti? Mesidi? Yeah. Yeah. The wife beater, drunkard, adulterer who left his wife... For a 16-year-old. For a 16-year-old. No That problem. bloke. That's fine, mate. That's his second wife he's left now. Yeah, yeah, no problem with that. Yeah. He met and he started grooming her at, at in his youth group. Cool and normal. Fine. Cool and normal. Well, he's, he, he's one of the, it wasn't in this article. He's fucking. You're, just, you're from the womb of envy, motherfucker. From the womb of envy. The womb right. of envy. That's it. Ooh. Our new segment, the womb the of, envy. of envy. The shed of envy. The shed That's of envy. Coming at you from the shed of envy. The shed of envy. Straight out of the shed, the womb of sheds. We are recording in HQ, otherwise known as the shed of envy. The shed of envy. There was a large shed giving birth to a smaller shed, and it was envious. <laughs> and they spake. I'm so jealous. And use stupid old English language. Shed envy. I'm still hungry. There's plenty more. We can do that. We're going to finish this off and then eat more. That'll be good. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, there's we, not much. Well, I haven't got much more to go. What was... You sure what we were talking about was fucking Dickhead what? Wilson? Do we need to go... Have you got that post up? Or what are you um, saying? Or? No. He's just a regular, ordinary, everyday cockhead. I must have posted... I must have shared it or something. I think yeah, the SDC segment. No, yeah. I've, it was not... Fucking Twitter was going off. Fucking yeah, yeah, going yeah, off, mate. Oh, the other one. This is the fucking... This is the Minister for fucking Emergency Services in fucking... We should have said this before. Fuck it. Um, Why? The Minister for Emergency Services in New South Wales, um, he reckons pay would... This is the headline in the Australian. (coughs) Pay would threaten the volunteer ethos of the RFS, New South Wales Minister David (laughs) Ernst. Then the next day... Emergency Services Minister David Elliott holidays is in Europe amid fire crisis. He's gone on fucking holidays as well. Again, yeah. this fucking narrative, yeah. yeah that's right. What about um, that mural that got painted that was amazing, mm. Merry Scotty Crisis? Marsh. Scotty Marsh, yeah, yeah. S- shout out to Scotty Marsh who can paint a mural. Fuck yeah. Um, they painted over it. No, I know. Oh, yeah. Sooks, amazing artist. He's the Sydney equivalent to um, Van T. Rudd. Street artist, similar sort of vein, of similar sort of politics, and fucking good, good lads. Yeah, well, he did the one of uh, Israel Folau and his Lamborghini while he was, you know. Does he actually have a Lamborghini? Yeah, he's got a Lamborghini. No way. Yeah, he actually has a Lamborghini. He's got a Lamborghini. Yeah, and he's oh. crowdfunding. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a fucking cockhead. That can't. And all that knowledge out there didn't stop people fucking. Putting more money into it. It was ridiculous. He's a fuckhead. It was always about money. What a lying cunt. Oh, it's about religion and fucking my faith and sky fairies and da-da-da. No, cunt. It's about money. Fuck up. When you set up a religion in in the backyard of your own house, that's fucking... They do baptisms in the pool. What? At his house? At their house. At his dad's house, yeah. At his dad's house. That's where the baptisms are performed in the backyard pool. I mean, it's not just any old backyard pool. It's a fucking massive, um, you know, Aussie McMansion type. Fuck, they are such hypocrites, these cunts. No, they're not. (laughs) Massive. You just derailed me. (laughs) Yes, they are, they're massive fucking hypocrites. Um, Tim. I was looking up Tim. Tim Wilson. Tim. And what did he say? We say franking credits or something. No, he. Some, they gave him a. His fans gave him that. Um, That's right. Gave him. Why can't I find it? Gave him a poster. Fine. Can't find him on Twitter. Why can't I find him? Have you found him? Find mm. him. I, found, I haven't found him, but I found stuff posted about him. I just can't find that picture. Tim. Hashtag Tim. <coughs> hashtag <coughs> Tim's a grub. Stop the retirement tax. I'm pretty sure I put it. Did you? What's his Twitter handle? 
Oh, your cookie fucking analogy got used. I put that picture up. You see that, me? The fucking looks like a, a Rupert Murdoch lookalike. And he's got like a plate full of cookies. He's got the dude in high vis with the hard hat on. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the dark fella. Foreigner over <coughs> wants, wants your fucking cookie. He wants your cookie, can't. That's how the last 10 federal elections have been. Yeah, fucking oath. That's exactly yeah. how it's worked. Tim Wilson MP. Yeah, Tim Wilson MP is his Twitter handle. How good is, how good is this, this Christmas? Um, present from the Goldstein team, thank you. And it's yeah, the post has got, they will never take our franking credits. So that's a good read. So we're, we're getting close to being done. Yeah, are we, we're, so we're recording now? Yeah, it's recording. yeah, okay, all right. And it's melted, is that melted, is it? All do right. We, do, we, do we want to see where we actually left off? Uh, or are we just ready to go we back basically, straight Yeah, we, well, we pretty much just left off at Battery of the Nation and oh, wound yeah. up the sort of the end of that, how engineers and liberal spinsters couldn't see the fucking obvious glaring problem with their their pitch um, is that the average Tasmanian fucking doesn't benefit, but no. that's where we left off. We can the jump. market recognises things, yeah. right? It's really good at recognising stuff. Mm. The market knows. It knows. The market knows things. <laughs> it does, Neil. So, um, no, you're right, it does. It does, and it gets angry from time to time too. This fucking up gets angry, mate. You don't want to upset the market. Don't upset the market. Mm. It gets angry. All right. And the plebs must make sacrifices that's right. to their essential services <laughs> to appease the market gods. That's right. Market gods. Um, yeah, we can just jump back in anyway. Do you want to just jump back in? Just jump back in, mate. All right. Jump in. You jumping? <sighs> Do it. Have we done it yet? Uh, so, nominations? Nomination. So we, we, segment. So another segment. No, it's same segment. Same segment. Same segment. What, didn't you have a new segment? I did. Yeah. But that's Save that for later? Save it for later. Okay. So, we've got a nomination. <laughs> Mix is shaking his head. So many, it's it's like, like fucking segments. <laughs> With so many segments. We at least have 50, 100 segments. <laughs> and there's a big, dusty-ass box with segments in it that have never fucking been used. Yes. Never seen the light of day. Yes. But our we have a segment that's sort of consistent with the potty. Keeps coming back. The SD, ah! SDC. That's Michael trying to break chocolate. Um the SDC leaderboard. Yes. Why am I not seeing anything recording on there now? If something happened, it shouldn't have. Oh, it's just a delayed reaction. There we okay. go. It's still happening. <coughs> We're good? Yes, I press record right, on, the, on the vid. Um, SDC? SDC. So I have no idea who's where at the moment. No, it shuffles around a little bit. It moves around slightly, but your mate Tim Wilson MP. That's right. That Twitter handle, Tim Wilson MP. He's such a good cunt. Um, yeah. He's he's been nominated to, for the leaderboard. He, to be honest, he's he's quite low. He's not up near the top. He's not Premier League level. Nah. But he's, he would, he's like a Bush League shitman. He's yeah. Just, he, he's, not, he's just not real flash. He but wants, very aspirational. He to, but he's just not. He's aspirational for that. He wants to be up the top. Yep. But uh, he's just never going to make it. No. So he's the dude where his brother was... Um, or his brother-in-law was somehow involved in some investment organisation that were um, pretty heavily geared in the realm of franking credits prior to the last election, and there was a little bit of uh, blurring the lines of... Who's <coughs> writing my material? Uh, my brother in the business, or yeah. am I? Yeah, exactly. How did I end up as the chairman of this committee? Huh. So he gets, he gets a Christmas present, which I, I'm guessing is the reason why you're uh, looking for a nomination there, and... Um, yeah, well, he, he was pretty happy with his present. He was he was pumped. Well, he's got a he's got a shit ass fucking grin from ear to ear, 
uh, all teeth, and he says, "How good is this Christmas present?" That's thank what you. What size is that? Like AO? It's like an AO. It's a size. big poster. Nobody check. They will never take our franking credits. That's fucking. That's not good. It's not a good thing. No. And we've just been talking about where. What is it? Five billion growing to ten billion over the next few years is going to basically be extracted from what could be hospitals, fire fighting, wages, PPE, all Plane, sorts of planes that drop water and shit. All sort sorts of, of sort stuff. of sad that the franking credits conversation is so poorly executed. It'll sort of be forever tainted when it's so. It's we're not talking about battling like it was. The libs did it well because they thought it. They made everyone feel like retirement tax. Your nan on the pension mm. is going to have a pension cut in some way, shape, or form. Like yeah. it was an attack on the everyday Australian. It was an attack on the one percent, which is completely fine. Mm. Do that. Yes. More of it. The fucking heaps of it regularly. Yes. No, your enemy. It's the rich. Yeah. So. That was him, and I reckon I'll second that nomination because, yes, he's not Premier League, but he's he wants to be, so he should be in that. Like a sneaky fucker. He's trying to sneak on yeah. the leaderboard like that. Yeah. Like just, you know, through the interchange bench, I'll just fucking sneak on. No cunnel, no. Gets a premiership medallion yeah. from the bench, that yep. guy. He's, he's that bloke. He is that bloke. So, so, did, talking, so yes. talking about the 1% yep. or the point, is it 0.01 or 0.1? I'm not yeah, sure. Point, not many percent. Point 0.1 of 1%. Yeah. yeah. They seem to go all right. Last year. Had a good year. 2019 was good. A good Very year good. for those people. Very good. For the top 25, I believe they improved. You got the stats there? 50. Top 50? 50. I'm probably wrong too. I think it was only, I think it was only 1.25 trillion. They improved their collective wealth by? Yeah. That's not bad. I reckon they must have worked pretty hard for that day. I reckon if they had a go, they could, they could do better than that. Well, yeah. No, we, sorry. No. I, I apologise. It was 1.72 trillion. One one point seven two trillion. Yeah, that's not bad. What's half a trillion between friends? What's half a trillion? That's a worry, isn't it? What so is half is a trillion? It's fucking five, fair. Five hundred billion. Fucking fair bit. And while we're working back in numbers, <laughs> that's good. You, you don't just start an ABN and aim for that. Let's be honest. For, so Bill Gates I, improved his wealth net wealth by twenty two point seven billion in one year. Oh, he works really hard. What's the hourly rate on that, Mick? <laughs> Well, this shits me. It really fucking frustrates me that I the the fact that billionaires exist is annoying enough. Yep. The fact that decent working class people throw terms around like self-made billionaire shits me fucking no end because it's not a possibility that your labour is worth that much that you can generate that level of income. And if you can't do that, it means that you've exploited other people's labour along the way. It is physically impossible to generate that amount of value because you're so special yourself. So what I thought I'd do, because we often refer to things in hourly rates, and uh, God bless the brothers and sisters of the entrepreneurial community, because they will tell you, no doubt, that they work probably a hair over 365 days a year and probably more than 12 hours a day. Minimum. But they're the metrics that we've used here. So... If so, you, so no holiday. Every single day worked every day. Let's let's play on their turf. Righto. We're on we're on the, the the hardest working business owner you've ever met, which is can't be pipped. We all know someone like that. So as a default, their minimum hours of work are three hundred and sixty five days a year, twelve hours a day. That's having a crack. And he's having a go. Let's say that your illustrious career of doing everything in the entire world lasts for thirty years. Righto. If you did that and you said that you were that special that you had to sell something for an hourly rate, to become a billionaire, you would have to be paid $7,600 every hour. Fuck. That's how fucking special you are. That's pretty awesome. 
Now I'm just putting it out there. I can't see my EBA getting anywhere near that for it's a long time. Not going to happen. <laughs> so can we please? Can we please? If we do have a fucking friend in need who has somehow slipped into despair and has got a thought in their head that a billionaire can be self-made, put your arm around them and fucking have speak the word because it's just it's fucking bullshit. It's- and it, work is celebrating that fucking filthy level of excess like putting them up on a pedestal and fucking keeping them there mm. when they're on the shoulders of the working class by fucking us over is getting really fucking annoying. It's Yeah, it's get, it got old a long time ago. Because yeah, yeah, the only reason... 7600 bucks an hour, it's not a big deal. The only reason billionaires <laughs> exist is because workers have been exploited. Or the environment or both. Before, exactly. before the exploitation, there's a willing person that's going... I don't know how the economics of this works. I'm happy to fucking have a comparatively ordinary standard of living because this person tells me that they're a hard worker. The person that works hard, to recap, he makes your fucking flash Nike sneakers. He fucking digs holes for 12 hours a day. They, those people are fucking working hard. Yeah, that's Not right. something, some, a person that has simply convinced others that their ideas are really, really fucking important or valuable. That's right. And the, the fruits, but the thing, the celebration of that level of wealth doesn't just stop with identifying them as a self-made billionaire. We're in, uh, recording in the fine city of Hobart and we've just today seen, I don't know, what is it, about half a dozen several million dollar plus boats roll into the Hobart for the uh, the Sydney to Hobart yacht race. I mean, this this is a celebration essentially of where can you best place your tax write-offs and one of them appears to be into racing yachts because how, how else does that fucking, you know? It just and- doesn't make sense to own such a luxury item. No. so To the normal everyday person. In the context of that sentiment, there's a... Uh, a Twitter, a guy on Twitter called Former Legend quite um, captured it really well for me. His tweet today was, yes, Comanche wins the Sydney to Hobart. A great day for the battlers out there to rejoice in the people's boat victory. If any coach drops someone for being late to polo training today, they're a bum. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was fucking pretty spot on. Yeah. Could we, um, on that flash little... uh Brains box over there. Should we have like you know, like in WWE wrestling when the wrestlers come out, they got like a theme song. Mm-hmm. When Sully turns up in the shed, yes. should we press a button so he's got like an entry song? <laughs> Sully has arrived. That's probably a good idea. What was Hulk Hogan's? <laughs> not that one. I don't think that's Hulk. Hogan's. That's me and Clarky. It's definitely not Neil that does no. that. He's like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> Um, Sally, Sally left me alone. I was quite surprised. I'm just disappointed about you fucking your attitude towards Sally, mate. To be honest, so, uh, nothing wrong with the attitude. <laughs> we get along fine. Just as don't don't, appre- don't appreciate the claws. As long as he's nowhere near, it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely. Here we go. That's what's pretty much. Oh, actually, there was the other one. <clears throat> you, you f- we finished with bashing rich people. Is that a is that okay? It's a fucking essential, brother. It, it is an essential. Although. Uh, I'll dig it out, might dig it out for the next one. There's a really cool interview between Bernie Sanders and a rapper called Killer Mike, who I'm not familiar with his work. But, um, the, the, there it is. Sorry, what's this? Hulk Hogan's song. Yeah. Sully's entry music. <laughs> it was the ages, <laughs> Oh, you should see the YouTube clips off the show. A lot of oil, a lot of spray, fake tan and oil. I'm, I'm aware of Hulk Hogan, but I think I'd just... Oh, I used yep. to love the Hulkster. He was good. Back in the day. 
It's putrid when I think when oh, I think rich. about what it is. Rich what? Rich. Rich. Well, rich. Rich. Anyway, oh, the definition of rich. We're not talking about rich here. We're talking about people that are fucking beyond the definition of rich. Rich is a good definition I heard the other day. That's where I was going with that one. Was having free time, basically, especially yep. to spend with your family. You're not working two or three jobs or whatever. That really is about as rich as anyone needs to be, isn't it? Really, like you've got time to do shit other than generating a profit for fucking someone else with your labour. That's sort of my uh, where it seems to sit quite well for me. Anything else beyond that is just for fucking show. So, are we going to bash? Have we got any more fucking bashing of rich people? Because. <laughs> No, I did want to mention though, being the 28th of December, we're yep. in the Christmas period. It is we're in the middle of the fucking annual capitalist orgy known as Christmas. Mm. It's fucking it's a shit time for a lot of people because more and more people are battling with the bullshit economic system that we live in. So it's probably fair to reflect on that and just fucking if you get a chance through this period, obviously it's good to show people you you get around them. And I've got kids and I fucking um, do that as bad as anyone but a lot of people don't have the the same means as a lot of people that have organized their labor and have a decent standard of living so just think about people that are struggling out there now that are feeling like dog shit because they can't provide the same level of extravagance as they might want absolutely good point um is that about it oh for start oh not yeah i'm pretty much done there was um i was just going to mention about the hypersonic weapons that russia have uh, released there was fucking some exciting news there a, a uh a uh, we'll do it. a war a, a weapon of mass destruction essentially that can travel Mark twenty almost gets into orbit and can deliver a intercontinental ballistic missile with a nu- potentially a nuclear payload four thousand miles in about thirty minutes. That's pretty frightening prospect, and it's, it's what we need though. It is what we need. <laughs> they reckon that they've bought themselves ten years of what they call something like nuclear security. The the, the essence of they're not under any threat. real threat from anyone because they can pop one in the air and, and hit their target well before fucking uh, any major launch it's gets a, thing. A lot of it's a bit fucking James Bond and comic books with the, like mutually assured destruction and yep. that's the reason why um, the superpowers don't fucking punch on is because that'd be the end of all things if one of them hit the button. Make of that what you will. Um, there's probably a few other reasons. Is It's easy to go into a country that's got a few natural resources and isn't going to put up a fight. That's probably... A reason to go there, but yep. no, no good, Chris. Uh, sorry, you're nil. No good, nil. No. Um, interesting. That could lead to us a, a great reason for your mate Trump which, to which mate? space force some space aid shit going on there. That's well, it, cool, mate. It's a. It's. I think twenty. <laughs> yeah, it is. Bring it's on well, space force, Clark. He won't stop talking about it. Twenty twenty could awesome. be quite interesting in that sphere. I mean, the, this last week uh, there's been a joint military operation in one of our favourite. Passages of Water, Mick, the uh, the Strait of Oman. The Strait of Oman has, has been host to some uh, military, you want to talk in politi- uh, geopolitical terms, in a military strategic operation between China, Russia and Iran. Ooh. So if that's not fucking, fucking thumbing a cracker up um, uh, the US's ass and provoking a little bit of agitation, yeah, that's sort of, it, it might, it might uh, get the excitement around Space Force and all these sort of crazy ideas actually start to see a bit of traction in 2020. That's sort of my potentially crystal ball, how far they'll end up taking it and what attempts the US will do to escalate the, uh, what is it, the Belt and Rail Initiative of global imperialism that the that China are trying to roll out as they try and break into um, uh, Africa and the Southeast Asia and all through the Pacific and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, 
it'll, it'll be an, another interesting year on geopolitical levels, but where it goes and to what ends they end up delivering on, we'll, be, um, we'll just have to see. Heaps of coin in war, though. There's so much money to be made. It's amazing. There's always a few bob lying around when it's time to Heaps of bob. Off. Even when you fuck up, like Boeing's, yeah. Boeing's CEO, what's, oh. what's his bloody golden parachute going to be? Because if the fucking plane... 20 million? Something like that. And all the options and stock options and stuff and like that. It was why, just, why did he get fired again? Just... Oh, a few just, planes fell out of the sky. Yeah, outsourcing, oh, outsourcing engineering for fucking control systems to oh. India apparently wasn't a good thing to do. Wasn't it? No. And did they know... But they wouldn't have known that that was going to happen, though, surely. That, they probably should have seen the writing on the wall, I would suspect. Yeah. It was obviously a risk worth taking. Did, mm. did they know there was a problem with their airplanes? Pretty sure they did. They did. They did. And they still let them go they, up in yeah. the fucking hair. The patch that would fix that, I think, was a was an extra that was clearly overlooked in the sales pitch. Oh, that was an exclusion. Mm. If you want it to actually work... You need to update, you, update iTunes if you want your plane to stay in the air. Yeah. <sighs> it's like buying a new car and, I don't know, getting the seat scotch guarded or something. I don't know. Tinted windows <laughs> or fucking... <laughs> yeah. If we have this situation, your plane may fall out of the sky. Do you want that optional extra? Oh, no, we're fucking saving nah, a few fuck dollars. that, mate. <laughs> I mean, how often are you going to spill something in the car? Not very often. No. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> That's about all I've got. That's really. about all you've got? Yeah, there's probably a shit ton of other fucking things going on around the place. But I, yeah. th- I think we've uh, summed up the end of the year quite well. Very good. Honest. Yep. Bring we'll on 2020. Um, we'll end. Um, we'll end the, the potty with a song from Myrtle Place. I awesome. Don't know, don't know which one yet. We'll, we'll find one. We'll do that in post production. Yep. But we'll belt that out. Shout out to Jimmy Little um, and the lads from uh, Queensland. But that's how we end that off. So um, it's been a pretty amazing year. It's about. It's close to two years since Mick and I have done our first potty. Obviously, Neil's joined the crew along the way, which was much needed. But. All I'll say is, if you've listened to this potty, thank you very much for spending the time listening to us rant and rave. Um, we really do appreciate it. I'm not sure whether anyone's got on um, iTunes and wrote a review uh, since our last potty and our <laughs> call to arms, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll eventually check our stats one day and see whether anyone actually does listen to us or not. But um, I'd just like to say, keep questioning the status quo, stay safe, enjoy your holidays, and... Go and strike clip cars. Good work, Clarky. It's been emotional. Sully's only turned up right at the end. Yeah, he came over and gave me a good rub on the leg, and that's where it usually it ends in, in blood, but uh, no, in blood. It, was quite, it was quite good. Jeez, oh, Sully. Well, no, no closing words, Mick? Same as Clarky, thanks for people that have been backing us in. We've learnt over that journey, over those two years of reflecting and sort of trying to collect our own thoughts. There is a lot of things that keep repeating ourselves with. So um, what we'd sort of hope going into next year is that we're able to organise ourselves in our workplaces and in our social groups and to start identifying those markers and start to make some meaningful change instead of keep falling into the same fucking traps that have been super frustrating to watch working people continue to fall into over the last couple of years and well before me and Clarky threw on the headphones and decided to collectivise all our rantings. So thank you heaps um, for being a part of it and we look forward to trying to bring something out to you on an ongoing basis for a long time yet. Neil? Yep, no, 100%. I think if anything positive comes out of the effort that we all put into um, making this podcast happen and and Clark is right, I only joined 12 months or so ago so it's been about 12 months in this seat but I, I think um, breaking down some of the stereotypes, some of the trope, right-wing tropes, the messaging that the uh, in Australia the libs, you know, that 
pump out that eventually result in working people being pitted against working people and without real question. I think if some of those, if we can maybe change a few heads or there's a few more people in that workplace that now start thinking about, am I being sold another load of bullshit again? I think um, I think we're going to see some more positive outcomes in, in a lot of different places. You know, the concepts of competition, well, fucking we need cooperation, not competition, you know. Raising wages don't kill jobs, it fucking creates them. You know, we, we need to really sort of see the power in what, what we achieve and stop being told what fucking what should happen from people who clearly have, a, have their own agenda in their own self-interest and those are the, the masters that they serve. So bring on 2020. Let's see if we can fucking change a few things out there, eh? Sounds like a plan. Sick. Cool. Sick as. Sully's back. Sully's back. <laughs> Hulk Hogan music. Yeah. Is that the? Is that his one? That, that yeah. one? I'm a real American? Yeah. Right, eh? Yep, Jesus. cool. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs>